So I've just been invited to my neighbor Tasha's house for soup night. I am super excited. Tash is a recipe developer and marketing lead for an international hot sauce company. How cool. She's like the South African Nigella, only sexier. Okay, we're back. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the EcoForce podcast. Today we are talking about waste-free living, discount shopping, cats, and cabbage. Something is smelling delicious. What are you making? Well, it's soup night, which is very exciting Perfect. for a cold night mm-hmm. tonight. Um, yeah, it's going to be a pretty basic soup, but we're going to throw in some good seasoning at the end to see how we can zhuzh it up a little bit. At the end or the beginning? Cause... At the end. Really? When it comes to soup, I do it at the end, depending oh. on the seasoning. If you're going for a more curry thing, then you do it at the beginning okay. because you want to toast those spices. But if you're using cumin it doesn't really need to be cooked and obviously salt and pepper don't and i've got some mystery spice a mystery which spice. is a mystery to me as well because it's in a metal container and i have no idea what it is but it's oh, great oh my god so i use that i'm very scared for the day when it's going to run out oh really <laughs> where did you source this from my mom a good opportunity to talk about tasha's mom she is an absolute wizard when it comes to sustainability tasha's mom has got it going on yes i said that and I'm not taking it back. Why is spice important when you cook food? I think that it's the most economical way to level up your cooking. Right. And it's um, it's very easy to go out and buy a lot of sauces and, you know, different, like soy sauce and things like this to spice up your cooking. But spices are so cheap. And if you have the right combination, you can do anything. And all you need to know is a bit, like a couple of varieties of combinations. And then you can cook all cuisines. All across the board, which is just the best. I think they're the most incredible thing. I'm going to put you on the spot. Do it. Top three Mediterranean spices. Ooh, that is putting me on the spot. <laughs> Mediterranean, I'd say za'atar, uh-huh. definitely, which is the Lebanese spice. Yeah. Um, I also cook a lot with dukkah, uh-huh. which is often like a dipping spice, yeah. but I use it in cooking, which I love. Okay, now, now I'm on it. Um, oregano. Okay. Classic. Am I wrong in saying that oregano is Italian? Um, not wrong, but when I was living in Greece, we used it a lot there as well. So I think in that kind of Mediterranean cooking is quite prevalent. I mean, technically, zata and um, duca are more like Middle Eastern, right? The Mediterranean, but they're all in that similar kind of region, and they've all stolen things from each other. Yeah. So if you ask a Greek person if oregano's Italian, they would <laughs> kick, you, no. kick you out the bar. <laughs> Which is where I spent most of my time in Greece. <laughs> At that stage, I was te- stealing toilet papers. Hold that thought. Did you know that in the Netherlands, they use old, dirty, recycled toilet paper to fix cracks in the road? Well, you know now. Yeah, so we are currently in the first year of lockdown in South Africa. And I guess something that really inspired me during lockdown was learning how to cook (laughs) and it started off with a basic banana bread and I felt like I was really exciting because I put nutmeg in it but uh, 
That's fancy. Yeah, tell me what you what can you can do? Can I just quickly mention that remember that time that we made banana bread and we put bacon in it? Oh yeah, that and was And how delicious. great that was. Yeah, didn't we sugar the bacon or we did something? Yeah, we like caramelized the bacon and put it in the banana bread and there was also one we put chocolate. Is it a an espresso banana oh, bread? Yeah. Yeah, that was that's so awesome. good. Tash has a beautiful set of four uniform jars with pistachios, grains, cornflakes, and granola, <laughs> and it is the most beautiful sight to see. Back to sustainable living. Yes. What do you do? How do you help yourself in this beautiful kitchen? Well, I'm in the process of setting up the worm garden properly uh, this yeah. time, because you can't have clear containers, because the worms will fry. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm also keeping all my veggie scraps, uh-huh. because I don't have a worm garden to put them in right now. And you can't put um, any allium, so like uh, garlic peels and onion peels and citrus, you can't put into worm gardens because they don't like them and the citrus hurts them. So I'm keeping all those veggie scraps to make soup. Right. So they're all sitting in my freezer, which is exciting. What type of container would you put a worm garden in? I mean, mean, what's the first step? The great thing is there's so many different sizes that you can choose from they don't really care that much so if you don't have a lot of space it's a great way to compost because they just eat everything right and then you use these so all right let's start from the beginning two containers that have to be dark Uh or at the very least not clear because otherwise the worms will fry fry. (laughs) so listeners just so you know The worms. the worms will fry, okay. fit into each other. And in the top container, you drill holes uh-huh. in the bottom and you put it on top of the right. other container. So the little gap in between them. Okay. And then you put all of your scraps and egg cartons as well. They also love cardboard. Um, they also love, I used to work for a compostable mailer company and yeah. they love the compostable mailers that were duds that I now have. Good opportunity to name drop Millie Mailer a South African brand specializing in compostable and sustainable packaging. Yeah, you put the worms in with all your scraps and that's it. They do their thing. They eat everything and then they poo it out yeah. essentially. And then now and again, you can sprinkle some water over there and then the water comes down those holes. Right. And then you use at the bottom this liquid, which is worm tea, and you use that on your plants. High tea is out. Worm tea parties are in. But it does come with its terms and conditions. I asked Tash how often you should actually give worm tea to your plant's soil. I mean, I wouldn't do it every day, which is actually fine because the worms take a bit of time to replenish the worm tea and the liquid. But I'd say once every two weeks should be good, depending on the plant. Um, this whole idea of citrus and garlic peels and onion peels not being consumed by worms, you said, A, you can do something with that and make a soup like a stock yes um, yes so yeah. i i freeze that um just because it's much easier to store it in the freezer and then you just stick it still frozen into a pot fill it with water you can put a bit of like stock in it if you want to but you boil it up and you let it simmer for about four hours i'd say and then you'll see the stock will get really brown and like all the nutrients from all of those peels have soaked into it and released all of their nutrients and flavor and then you can use that six and lentils and then you've got lentil soup right fantastic oh my gosh what a win what a win (laughs) (laughs) from things that people would throw away exactly i also put it into an ice cube tray and stick that stock in the freezer and then once it's frozen you take it out and put it in a bag because we've got very limited ice cube trays. Oh my god, yeah. And I always get into trouble for using them for weird things. (laughs) 
like stock, like stock. Because I've got some basil that's dying over there. So it's coming the end of the season. Take that, put it in an ice cube tray, put some olive oil over it, put it in the freezer, and then you've got a little block of herby olive oil. Amazing. Which you can just take out and melt. Send it up, make a pesto with some pine nuts. Even mm. though pine nuts are oh, so ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my gosh, walnuts all the way. So there you have it. Walnuts are an economical replacement for pine nuts. Pesto also means to pound or to crush in Italian. We have a listener question. 820 asks, my biggest problem in my apartment is food going off. How do I avoid wasting food and finish all my food? I think, firstly, the easiest thing, don't buy more food. <laughs> like, And also to have a lot of dried food in your pantry. So no matter what you have going off in the fridge, you can make a meal out of it. Because I also feel that's, you know, you buy things with the best intentions to eat them all and to eat everything in your fridge. But you always end up buying a little bit more because you want to make this or oh, I do anyway. Having some kind of plan on what you're going to make during the week and having enough things in your pantry that can back that up without you having to go to the shops again is great. Use your freezer. Use your freezer. Yeah. And if you have greens that are going off, I whenever I get my greens, I always, always, always take them out of the packet, give them a wash then layer a paper towel, greens, paper towel, greens, and layer, stack them like that in a container and put them in the fridge. Or even just take your little heads of lettuce and wrap them in a paper towel before you put them in the fridge. And they will last for weeks. What veggies can you freeze? Anything that doesn't have a high water content. So an example of a high water content would be like cucumber. You don't want to freeze cucumber. That's going to be a mess. And it's going to be awful. Cucumber, no. Lettuce, no. Aubergines. Aubergines, no. High water content. Spinach, you can, because quite a low water content. Broccoli, no, I wouldn't. But butternut, you can definitely freeze. Yeah. And it works really, really well. Sweet potato, as well. You can freeze fruit. Freeze your fruit, except for apples. Don't freeze apples. Don't freeze apples. But berries, bananas, pineapple, Mm. all freezes really, really well. Oh, I used to put carrot juice in my smoothies, like a banana and ginger and nutmeg and like warm spices and carrot juice and make like a carrot cake smoothie. Oh my god. I know, it's the freaking best. Incredible. The best. And then I used off carrot juice once and I poisoned Maurice. Apparently off carrot juice is really, really bad for you. And me being so, one of my biggest pet peeves is food waste. So I tasted it. (laughs) He doesn't really know this. I tasted this. I tasted the carrot juice and I was like, that's a little, it's on the edge. But it'll be fine. He won't even taste it in a smoothie. And how bad can carrots be? He was in bed having chills. The cat cat peed on him twice in in that period while he was lying in bed shaking. It was very funny. Just a quick shout out to my amazing cousin, Kat, from Critical Whimsy Podcast. She gave me this nifty trick if you are a cat lady or man. Speaking of cats, I also know that if you brush your cat hair, you should probably just throw the cat hair outside in the street because birds actually use it for nests. Oh. And the same goes with your with human hair, right? Oh love it's it. Keratin, so Oh, how yeah. cool. Yeah, it is quite cool. Okay, so mm. veggie sourcing. We're mm. doing something tomorrow. What are we doing? Tash? Oh so we're going to the Cape Town market, which is basically the like heaven on earth. Right. For people who like vegetables as much as I do. <laughs> Tash loves vegetables. I love, I love, I'm a deal. <laughs> it's this veggie market uh, that's a people's market that's connected to the main Cape Town vegetable market where 
most restaurants and supermarkets source their vegetables from this place. So supermarket. Exactly. <laughs> um, so it's this incredible place that you can go and buy way too many vegetables for really cheap prices. Oh, excellent. Which is amazing. And just, I love things that are sustainable or plastic-free, not because they're trendy or because they have to, but literally just because it's the easiest way to do it. Exactly. Which is what how I think all sustainability should be. It should just be the easiest option, and that's what everyone should do. It. Right, and path of least resistance. Exactly. Good examples of the path of least resistance in your day-to-day life is going to bed in your gym clothes so you go for a run tomorrow morning, or keeping your dental floss next door to your bed. And we started talking about sustainable dental floss. You can live in your so room good. and be sustainable. Or just use corn husk. Exceptional! Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Should we start making flavored corn husk for people to use? That's a brilliant idea. I also think that's a great idea. But that is ironic because when I have popcorn, popcorn oh. gets stuck in my teeth always. There's a tagline in there, there somewhere. Yeah. That's we'll think about it. Yeah. Ideas are just ideas, though. Should we trademark this quickly? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, no one else can have this idea. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> trademark. Love it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, so it's an incredible market. It's run by local farmers, but not white, preppy, Iranian market local farmers. Fantastic. I mean, like guys that are screaming at you to come and buy their cabbages, kind of local farmers. Yes. And the cabbages are great. I love big cabbages. I love small cabbages. I love all cabbages. Cabbages, they're so versatile. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you can do everything with a cabbage and they never go off. We may be speaking in hyperbole. Cabbages do go off, but it takes a while. Cabbages, okay. They're the best, okay? I have a friend who's on a ship at the moment and they practically live off cabbages because they don't need to go in the fridge, technically. I mean, it's probably best if you do put them in the fridge at some stage, if you have space. But if you don't, they can live on your countertop for weeks. Yeah. And you just peel, like, peel off a couple of outer leaves, sorted. Yeah. Fresh. Is there a way in which you would recommend like cutting a cabbage? I think just bite it like an apple. Right. It's usually how I eat my cabbages. Okay. Tasha's cabbages obviously look like... A giant. It's actually in the fridge now. <laughs> yeah, a giant insect has just like bitten into one. Just gnawed at it. <laughs> yeah, and there's just these beautiful layers of cabbage. No, but there are. I mean, usually it depends how much you want to cook. But I'll halve it, peel off the outer leaves. Yeah. No matter where you get it from, always peel off the outer leaves because then you don't have to wash it. Right. I didn't wash my broccoli the other day, and Christo's teeth are so. My partner's teeth are so sensitive, and he bit into a piece of sand. And moaned for the whole night. Oh. Right, so always, always wash your vegetables. I think it's a pretty basic rule of thumb. If you're kind of into the whole eating the grits directly from the vegetable, perhaps make sure those vegetables are homegrown so you know what's being put in it. Alrighty, back to discount shopping. So discount shopping, it does take some time. Yeah. And it's usually, because it's usually on the outskirts of the cities, there's a cheese place in Pinelands. Oh. Like a factory cheese shop. Oh my gosh, now that's heaven. Really? And it's like discount cheese. It's like discount cheese. And eat but cheese like you all, want. all cheese. And oh their Danish feta is amazing. Oh, cheese, that sounds amazing. Cheese. Uh, <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so awkward. But as we were but um tushing at our great puns. All the water ended up spilling all over me. Tasha's top tip is next time you go discount shopping, let your friends know. Or buy in bulk and sell it to your neighbors. Buy more veggies. Make more friends. Exactly. Yay. Profit, baby. 
We reckon we'd take this opportunity to bid you farewell. It looks like your soup's almost ready. Get in there. I am going to get in there. Thank you so much, girl. <laughs> your time is so valuable to me. And thank you so much, listeners. Please like, share, and subscribe. Don't forget to DM me at Stamped Nomad on Instagram if you want to collab. Peace out.